pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl, have you been begging me for a book for years? Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding. The press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book, but our book. I realised after my talks around the world, women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away, but to have a tangible source to have forever. And this is it. This is refreshing, never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. Hello Smart Girls, welcome back to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. Now in my last episode entitled How I Changed My Self-Image Part 2, I really focused on what happened, exactly what came about after I underwent major surgery last year and the journey after asking the question, who do I want to be on the other side of this? It has turned out to be one of our most popular podcast episodes ever, but since uploading it and sharing it across social media, I have been asked a lot, well, how do I get unstuck? Or how do I get started? Now, my operation was a dark episode in my life. My recovery was three months and it was really sitting with that question that led to a string of actions. I did say on the last podcast episode that you don't need to wait until a Monday comes around or a new year or a breakup or a loss or a divorce or an operation to make those changes and I stand by that. So today we're going to dive into what you can do if you're just feeling as though your life is a little stagnant or you are just almost running on autopilot. Maybe you want to get into coaching and you are feeling unmotivated and you don't feel like the person you want to be and I get it. And on top of everything else, I can completely understand that it's also this time of year is probably a contributing factor as well because let's face it, we are in February, which in the UK is kind of peak winter. Firstly, I really dislike the term being stuck. You are not stuck. You are a human being and you may be going through a low period, but stuck implies that you can't move and you absolutely can. So stand up right now, no matter where you are, or if you are listening to this in an office, then head to a restroom cubicle and stand like superwoman for two minutes. 
Amy Cuddy, a Harvard Business School professor, says that by standing in this pose for just two minutes, this is going to bring your stress hormone down by 18%, and you are going to be 33% more likely to to take risky decisions afterwards. So if you are feeling stuck, then stand in this pose and breathe, because we want to just get you out of your head. We want to get you out of being in your head so much, and get into your body instead. For women in particular, there is something really scary and daunting in calling a big shot. So I'm going to advise here that the second thing you do is follow my 555 rule, which I talk about extensively in my debut book, The Smart Girl's Handbook, because writing your goal down as though it has already happened, you're going to be reminding yourself every day what you are doing and almost why. So breaking down my 555 rule, write down five big dreams that you have as though you have already accomplished them and then focus on one, break it down into five steps, how you can get there and then afterwards you can write down five things that you, five very specific things I should say, that you are grateful for because you cannot be grateful and anxious simultaneously. Now my mother looks like Marilyn Monroe. She has been obsessed with everything vintage and has been a vintage clothing collector for decades, since before I was born. And I'm not talking about a tee from the 80s, but a suit from the 1940s or a dual coat from the 1950s. So of course, this naturally rubbed off on me and I now too love style. I don't want to say fashion, I love style and having my personal style and the art that is clothing. I'm not into fast fashion or sharing and tagging my outfits on Instagram, but I do love waking up every day and putting on something that makes me feel more me. Because of that, I have found that whenever I achieve a goal or a dream, I purchase something for myself. And when my book came out, I purchased a beautiful pink dress from Harrods. And every time I see this dress in my wardrobe, I'm reminded of the hard work and dedication it took to get there and how amazing life has been since. Of course, I have this moment of joy whenever I see my book in a bookstore or I'm at a book signing or I receive an Instagram DM about the Smart Girls Handbook but it serves as a little reminder whenever I open my wardrobe and it, I just, it's something small that I do and I know people do do different things. I have heard that some people will have a bottle of champagne and they'll write the reason why they purchased it and they'll save the bottle or they'll write a write it on the cork and they'll save all of the corks in a jar but for me this is the little something that I do. I have also seen on television, I remember this years and years ago, I was watching a weight loss program and someone bought herself a pair of Tiffany earrings and she said once she had for her lost the weight that she would gift herself these Tiffany earrings so she kept them out and she wasn't allowed to wear them until she had and then of course she did lose the weight. So I'm going to ask you what would your equivalent be? It could be address, it could be nothing, it could be something completely different, it could be a meal out or something, but I would say have something in mind, maybe write it down where you're going to see it every day, something to look forward to, something to do once or something to purchase once you have accomplished this, and it doesn't need to be a huge goal, it could 
be a small victory. The next thing you can do to help you feel unstuck is prepare. And what I mean by this is I don't know about you, but whenever I am going through a period, a particular period of working out and getting fit, I have to have the right foods in my fridge because if not if I'm feeling anxious or stressed or I'm just working a lot I will grab the first unhealthy thing so I would really say that there is power in preparation if you want to get into shape then you have to prepare healthy meals ahead of time and prepare all of the foods and have them ready in your fridge so there really are no excuses and also one thing I have found particularly helpful is having vegetables and fruit on hand or at my desk so that way I am always I'm being very consistent in my choices then the next thing you can do is focus on someone else and what I mean by this is we are all leaders we are all authors of our own story we all have influence in our lives so I want you to ask yourself for a moment what would it mean for you and your family if you took a more active role in your life and what I mean by this is you need a really strong why so for me during my period I was asking myself during that time during my recovery who do I want to be on the other on the other side of this and I kept visualizing who that person was going to be and the consequences the ripple effect that there would be. Now, of course, I couldn't map out everything, but I did know in my heart that I it would mean having better relationships with those in my family. It would mean having stronger friendships. It would mean being fitter, so running around more and things like this. And I just knew that everything on the whole was going to have such a great consequence on everyone in my life. So I focused on that as well. And also being a business leader, one of the driving forces behind my desires was knowing that I would have an even more positive impact on not only my community but my employees, my tribe, those who work at Smart Girl Media Group. So I'd ask yourself who in your life do you need to keep in your mind when you're pursuing this goal or goals? One tangible thing that you can do is get a photo of someone, not necessarily who you're doing this for, but in order to keep them in mind, maybe cut out a photo of them or, you know, save someone, it could be your child, it could be a parent, it could be a sibling, it could be for your partner, and what you can do is maybe um, crop out a photo and put it, stick it on your mirror, or on your wardrobe, somewhere where you're going to see it every day, or on your phone, save that person, as your screensaver, so whenever you pick up your phone, you're reminded exactly, almost who, not just who you were doing this for, but who is going to be impacted positively by these small decisions. I did say you would have to get into your body, but there is some work that you have to do in your head as well. In How I Changed My Self-Image Part 1, I shared some of the limiting beliefs that I had about myself, and how I overcame them. Don't have any limiting beliefs that you don't investigate or explore because they are going to hold you there. One example I can give you is one of my self-limiting beliefs is I'm not emotionally resilient enough to go into politics and now six months on I have actually been offered a position in politics. So it really does go to show how just by changing 
a limiting thought that you have or belief about yourself, how quickly and how dramatically as well things can change. When you start seeing the truth for what it is, the game is going to change for you as well. And self-limiting beliefs and thoughts, they're really the beliefs that impact you negatively and will most prevent you from achieving your full potential because they are assumed truths, they are inner statements which we emotionally invest in and we believe to be true and we almost find ourselves in these vicious cycles telling ourselves these narratives over and over I mean one thing you can do that I did possibly the only thing that I did to combat my self-limiting beliefs was by journaling by journaling I was able to change the story so to recap on all of that to get you out of feeling stuck right now you can stand in your super woman pose Followed by my 555 rule, your five dreams, your five steps, and then five very specific things that you are grateful for. And then perhaps look at something you can purchase or something you'd love to purchase and associate it with a particular dream or goal. Keep preparing. And then you can find a photo of a family member, it could be a friend, even a photo of yourself, just really happy. Someone who's going to keep reminding you of your why. And then lastly, get into your head and start journaling or even manifesting, almost I should say meditating more so than manifesting, meditating on your self-limiting beliefs, what are the narratives that you keep telling yourself and shadow work comes into play here so I'd recommend looking up looking up some shadow work questions. One thing that I can really say is when I got to the nitty-gritty of my self-limiting beliefs one thing would change and then a multitude of things changed. When I started taking action and mulling on who I wanted to be afterward, there were some tough moments, but as soon as I started to shift my mental state, my state of being, my entire life changed. I booked a flight to Paris, I got so much fitter, and I was practically glowing, as I said in my podcast episode, and not only that, but it only took really changing my self, self-limiting beliefs, that's the main thing that happened, for me to get a call from Waterstones while I was in Paris about hosting a reading, a Q&A and a book signing at one of their branches, and then all of a sudden, only a few days later, I got a call from WH Smith asking for the same, and then I got a call from an independent bookstore asking for the same. And then I got a call telling me that the Smart Girls Handbook had been selected as WH Smith's non-fiction book of the month. And then UM Women's Book of the Month. And it just kept going and it's still going. I signed with new management and a new publicist. And I promise you there will absolutely be a domino effect when you just make one of these small, simple changes. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.